0: I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helped start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible and it starts with you. Get out your field notes and let's tap into peaceful achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right. Welcome back to this week's episode, 22 Minutes to Having It All. This is Marlo Higgins, your host. And this week, we have Joseph Reed. He is an engineer, an entrepreneur, educator, and philanthropist. It's really interesting. This is a conversation of homelessness to literally having a seat at the table as an engineer at NASA. And it's an emotional episode. So be prepared because we talk about not only being a good leader, but first to be a great follower. And the life lessons that went through the process. You know, Joseph was very young. He deems himself a professional drug addict and alcoholic. There is so much that he has done. He's lived in over six states. He currently is residing in the state of Florida. And he and his partner have built together a med spa, medical spa. And this medical spa treats depression. So it's. Ketamine treatments, and it is like just amazing. So drug resistant depression, this is a big problem that they solve. And so it's really kind of taking all of his knowledge, all of his expertise, and then bringing this to market. So it's just a really fun episode. I really enjoyed Joseph. You'll learn early on the synergy, the connectivity. Obviously, transparency builds trust. And so you're immediately gonna trust Joseph right out of the gates because he doesn't hold back. You know, at 32 years old, he was hit by a car and just the whole story of where he's been, where he is now, and the problems that he solves, just absolutely phenomenal. So I just want to step aside and allow Joseph Reed to take the stage. Again, what a powerful episode, best one so far for 2023. So make sure that you play it, share it. And keep a part of it. So this is Marlo Higgins, your host, and I look forward to being with you again next week. So thank you so much for being an avid listener. We appreciate it. All right, here's the episode. Okay, so we've got Joseph, who's an engineer, an entrepreneur, an educator, and a philanthropist. You are dedicated to making a difference. Like bring us into this conversation. I mean, I'm really excited to have our audience listen in to what we have built our synergy around. And so give us an understanding right now of the current shoes that you walk in as a entrepreneur well
1: we're trying to open well not trying but we did open the doors on a more holistic health approach to healthcare. the doctor and i came together and we both had so much similarity on this that we were just like let's go and originally, you know, it, it started out as much different and, you know, much bigger than what we are now. And there were a lot of complications through that. I've had to pivot more on this than anything else I've ever done. I've had more obstacles and hurdles in places that i didn't think would ever happen so it's coming together a lot slower than i had anticipated and everything goes a lot slower than what you want anyway but this one was just so many more hurdles to get to where we're at and you know we're finally getting a really good feedback from people that we have coming in right. and i'm really starting to actually get an actual community And I can't help but just, I'm in complete amazement at our early adopters right now. It it is crazy how people have come in and they bought into the mission and they brought into the vision of what me and the doctors say. And it's very humbling.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's a med spa, right? I mean, one of the components, and this is really deep. And when you and I kind of got to know each other, you know, one of the, the core factors is you know, you have this ability by calibrating health to overcome depression. I mean, there are points in which you're solving a problem, which is a really big issue right now. Joseph, like all of your experience, what is it about it at the med spa that you guys are doing that's actually been somewhat game-changing?
1: We have a few game-changers in our office, honestly. it's I, I can't tell you it's just one. Yeah. The biggest one that is near and dear to my and, and the doctor's heart is ketamine therapy for treatment-resistant depression, early-onset dementia, PTSD. I'm trying really hard to work with the VA in town because I'm a veteran myself. You know, everybody knows the statistics on that. But the the efficacy that we have is 80% and higher for people that get six, six IV infusions inside, you know, two to three weeks. That's like, you get your entire life changed in a month. Yeah.
0: Okay, let's go back to your backstory, right? Because you are somebody who got to this by, let's say, you're an accidental success, all right? But tell the audience why you're an accidental success. First of
1: all, I would like to go back and define that word success, okay? Because like we have honestly put our entire lives into this. And we've lost everything. But we are just now on the cusp of seeing the fruits of that. And it's going to take longer. And there's going to be more hurdles. But again, it's the winning people over. You know, a part of my story is being a teenager. I dropped out of high school. I was a drug addict. You know, I, I was kind of living on my own and a little bit in the streets and in my car. I would dig into Casey's. I would dig into Casey's trash cans and get pizza that's sitting on the top of it so I could eat. And there was a lot of depression and stuff in there. So the one thing that I knew I needed was number one, I needed to eat. I needed warmth. I needed shelter. I needed brotherhood, and I needed family. At the time, I just felt like I was on an island. And even though that I do have family, you know, nobody. I don't know. It's tricky. Let's just leave it at that. It's it's very tricky, especially when you're dealing with a teenage mental health drug addict, man. Right. Um, So I joined the military. I was always, you know, pretty smart through high school. I was always one of the smartest kids, if not the smartest kid in my class. But I jumped around from school to school to school. Nobody wanted me. I was a delinquent. And I was a delinquent because you couldn't keep me mentally engaged on anything because I was outsmarting everybody, which is dangerous. With somebody with mental health and drug. right, right, right.
0: yeah, it, it's a deadly combination. But I think this is such a core, poignant story about what you're doing today, and so why that matters. And so yeah, you're wicked smart. You ended up at NASA. Talk to us about that.
1: Okay, now that was luck. Okay, I go to the military, and in true military fashion, we're a small town Iowa boy. I fall in love with the first cute girl that it gives me any attention, you know, and I get out of the military. And, but while I'm in the military, she is sending me these college catalogs with little post-it notes and stuff. Like you're smart enough to do this. You can do this. You can, and in my mind, I don't believe it. Right. <laughs> okay. But in the military, I did have a really good job. It was an avionics technician for a helicopter squadron. Uh, you had to be at a certain level to be able to get that. And that was awesome, it was really cool. And so I carried on over to that to the University of Central Florida where I got electrical engineering, RF and satellite communication. Uh, Some of my undergraduate work was really cool. Some of it was the biological effects of electromagnetics, which we'll talk about, that I'm finally getting to do almost 20 years later. So in that, I went to their job thing for the university and there was a co-op position for NASA. And, you know, I put it in there and I got an interview, you know, and, and I interviewed out there a couple of times even before that to be a technician on computers. And I, I was hired, but they were waiting on funding and the project get cut and all this other stuff. But this one actually stuck. And during my, during, during my interview, the guy had an Ohio State lanyard on and all we talked about was Iowa, Ohio State football and military. And that was it. You know, I had all these tests, you know, you have to, it was a three hour test in my, you know, through yeah. the process and all this other stuff I and mean, all that stuff came back. Okay. But he just wanted to know who I was as an individual and he gave me a shot. Wow. I mean, um, and here's Joseph, this is the reason
0: why you're on this podcast today. I mean, this is like just such an impressive situation, your vulnerability and, you know, people are listening to this and you are making a huge impact. So. You go to NASA. Let's go from there. Like that's that's a big deal. And you know, you went from homelessness, eating out of dumpsters to now sitting at the table with NASA engineers, right?
1: I wasn't very grateful of it at the time. You know, I'm still active in alcoholism. I got a couple of DUIs while I was in there. I got divorced. I got, you know, I mean, I was divorced at 26. <laughs> you know, and there was uh, still alcoholism was a part of my problem. While I was doing that, and I had no care for anything. I felt like I had pride and I felt like I had gotten somewhere. But you know what happens when you don't have any gratitude for that stuff? You throw it away. And that's exactly what happened. And they had to get rid of me because of that. And I, I can't lie about it. You know, yeah. I used to cover it and I used to be very shameful of it. But, you know, uh, getting sober and working with sponsorship and working with all these things, you, know, you have to own that stuff. You and do. you're not going to get over it if you don't. You do. So,
0: but you also have a statement that life is not a coincidence, that you have lived this life full and rich, the good, the bad, the otherwise. And so today, pull this full circle. This is not a coincidence that you had this experience and yet today you're helping people at the startup med spa that you and your partner have enhanced and taken to market and you're doing the most amazing things. How is it like as an entrepreneur, as a business person, how do you align all of that
1: together? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you. Last, like we were going through a trough. Entrepreneurialism is scary.
0: It
1: is. And anybody that says otherwise is lying. Yeah, it's high uh, risk. Period. You know, you're putting everything on the line because you want to help people. And some people get the message and some people don't. And Some people, it takes a little bit of time and this and that, whatever. But, you know, everybody says that as long as you keep marching, you'll get there and that's what you do you, daily i wake up in the morning and the blanket is 500 pounds and i don't want to get out of bed but i have to because i have a 3 year old seriously banking on me right. and i have a partner who's banking on me right and so i i really enjoy that responsibility but i also know it's how much of it is complete, completely out of my control so last week we had some things that really happened and i couldn't say like it wasn't coincidence that We got stopped for a certain amount of time on the road in the morning, and then that led to us having to take a different route, and it took us to go here and here through the, the entire day, and that was like one of the biggest wins that we have had in a month, and it didn't happen by accident. If that one thing didn't happen in that morning, I would have got there too soon. I would have got there too late. I would have got there, whatever. It was perfect timing for me to run into whatever that person was doing that day. And for me to find him at that particular moment, it was huge. And then it just kind of carried on to the next day where, you know, if I wasn't around to pick up the phone at the time I did and this particular person came in, I know it's not by chance, but it's at the absolute, like... I don't want to say lowest, but, you know, we're going through a trough because January was an absolutely terrible month for us. We were gaining steam in November and December. And then in January, nobody wants to spend money on anything in January because they just, you know, book themselves up for Christmas. So, you know, I started getting more of a community. And I, again... I'm very humbled by the early adopters that I have because they are going so far out of their way to like write their own blogs and write their own posts. And you know, they're they're like, I don't have enough flyers. You got to get me more flyers. And we're talking about a handful of like six to seven people and- They're going to bat for you. But what you've done for those people, you are changing
0: their world. So what you're talking about here, yeah, no, it's not a coincidence. They were meant to be. Like this tribe that you are building, there's an impact to be had here. So the shoes that you sit in today, Joseph, and through like what you shared from 17 to where you are today as as an executive, professor, professional, (laughs) word out. What's happened? How do you take this and
1: sustain this? I just got to keep marching forward. I know that with time, it's going to do it. And and there's so many things that are outside my control. All I can do is sit here and I I play whack-a-mole every day. I wake up thinking that I have something to do. And then I get in the office and it's just 16 different things that hit. And I'm not able to do any of the things that I thought I was going to get done. And at the same time, I don't know how it gets done, but it does. And I have people from all over that are just engaged and they want to help. So how do
0: you facilitate that? I mean, because like, just because there are so many balls in the air and entrepreneurs are managing everything, operations, actions, growth, everything. What's your special sauce? Like what's allowed you, Joseph, to continue to run this race? Because it's daunting.
1: It is. I have had specific people that's come into my life at the exact right time that they were supposed to. I have two particular people who have been with me now for the last two or three years that are completely phenomenal one of them it's amazing i met him just because i needed a small website built but the way he has developed through this entire process that i've been with him on other things plus this and then myself you know my significant other it, we definitely have our times right because it's so stressful and because it's so daunting and there's so much put on both sides i sometimes i have a problem with limiting my expectations of other people talk about that I have high expectations for myself. That means I automatically put high expectations on other people. There are other people who after the process is over or after the whatever is over, like I am still to this day getting text messages or LinkedIn messages and stuff like that from people from years ago. And they tell me you are the best leader I've ever had. I never had to hit the dictionary like I did when I was with you. I grew more as a person because of what you put me through it wasn't evil it wasn't mean but you had these expectations that i could do better everybody else wrote me off when you were the person that actually had an expectation that i could do these things that you told me i could do but here i am years later i have another kid that i helped get sober years ago and now he's absolutely flourishing just he bends metal and that's what he does and a lot of people don't recognize like what that turns into but yes. it turns into the elevators that you ride in on. And if it wasn't for his quality bends and stuff, that stuff's falling down. or it goes into the agriculture equipment that he makes. and the bends that he makes on that metal, like he has a real it's a much bigger responsibility than he originally gave it credit for. And he just needed to hear like how big of a deal he really was despite thinking he's nothing.
0: And I think here's the biggest asset here, too, Joseph, of this. you know your ability to see the quality in other people. Who saw the quality in you? I mean, you you said like there was that small town girl who sent you those notes, believed in you, saw something that you were not seeing for yourself.
1: I might cry about this.
0: Who else has been in that space with you?
1: His name is Steve Richardson. What's he and done? you might know him because he was a representative for the state of Iowa. But at that time, he was my high school teacher. He's the only person that didn't want me to. I feel bad. Sorry. Good. Well, uh, hey,
0: not at all. This is this is why we do this.
1: Yeah. He's the only person that didn't want me to uh, drop out of high school. And you know what's really funny? I haven't heard from him for years. And he texted me or he he emailed me this morning. And here I am talking about it. Wow. You want to talk about, you know, divine timings. No kidding. That guy was there. Uh, he told me, Joseph, you're too smart to be doing this. But I understand why you are. And I will sign off on this under one. You have to give me one guarantee. You do not turn into the people that you don't like. Right. And I was very vocal about some of that stuff. And I'm not going to go into it because it's kind of divisive. But and when I when it came time for me to get sober, that morning I looked in the mirror. It was him. And so even years later, I reached out to him. And I told him what had happened and all this and that. And he took, you know, he kind of took me under his wing when I moved back to Iowa. And I got to, you know, I had a friend there. I had, it it was great. And it's so amazing that he took a chance on me back then telling me, even though things that I was going through. Yeah. So Steve Richardson was huge. Here's the thing too, Joseph. Like, this
0: is the reason why you'll never fail. Okay. You truly, like you discuss or you mentioned the curve. those circumstances, like the universe wants to see people win, okay, but we fight the universe. we fight this divine timing of the coincidences of what we've just been talking about. and we don't understand it and we don't allow it and we don't give it the gratitude or the attention that it really deserves. But there's like a personal guarantee around life for the reason why you'll never fail. What are you hearing? me share right there. How are you relating to that, Joseph?
1: How am I relating to what you're sharing?
0: Yeah, that you'll not fail because of this, your ability to not just
1: disregard. I don't know. I, I think I need a little more confidence to believe what you're saying. I'm not going to disregard it at all, and I'm not. I need to see a few things happen so I can have my own validation. I really don't care about other people's validation. I don't, I never have.
0: So the confidence, okay. So definition of confidence, it's the purity of actions produced by a mind free of doubt. So the day that you step out in yourself and your potential, the whole landscape is going to change for you.
1: I probably needed to hear that.
0: And there's so much that goes into it. So high performers, high achievers, Somebody like you who has been at the table at NASA, we need three core things validation, recognition, inspiration. We need to be inspired to see the possibility and the what if, the potential. We need to be recognized for the actions that we take in the daily grind. The things that aren't so much like wonderful on the outside, we have to look at those as levels of recognition and accolades and accomplishments that. You got through this. You are surviving. You you survived the dip in January. We're going to be in a March really soon. And here you are, standing tall, having people line up to support who you are, what you do, and how you're doing it. And then just the validation. This ability to understand and be validated in everything that you've done. I mean, this is just, this podcast validates that as a whole. <laughs> to be sought out, to be, you know, at a very high level, top 10% global podcast interview. And you're sitting here today and being able to recall and share with our audience the power that you have. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Again, I want to believe uh, internally I do. I mean, it's not like I just you know, talk bad about myself in my head. But I, I just need to see a few things happen to make sure like, oh man, like those are the efforts that I put in and it's starting to, and I am, I'm starting to get some of the some of that ball rolling. I mean, what kills me is I, I've been much more successful in the past monetarily and I was so much less of a human being. Mm. So much less of a human being.
0: So you've got I this mean, eroded feeling of the success as a whole. It's eroded. Yeah. So I think what I'm hearing is there's such a block for you to chase success because it's a kind of a different outcome. So here's my recommendation as I hear you say that. Define the clear benchmarks. What are the things that you need to see? Don't make it so ambiguous of I need to see these things happen. Pick three core buckets of things that you need to see become a reality. That will change it. It's your get infinite clarity to it get granular what is the dollar amount what is what is the very specific thing and i will guarantee you'll see a change
1: i had to write that down
0: absolutely no that's what this is for so words of wisdom let's come into the close what is your word of wisdom from somebody that's listening to this exchange what kind of insight and wisdom would you like to pass on and share to inspire somebody else? Yeah.
1: All the things that you think you're in your control are not. Mm-hmm. Be true to yourself and be honest about what your faults are and be honest about what your strengths are and do your strengths. You know, everybody tells you, oh, you got to work on your faults and this and that. Well, you go do your strengths and the people that, are, that can do your faults will fall in line. I love helping people. The ketamine thing here is great because I seriously get to have like such a huge positive factor not just on the the, the one person going through it, but the entire family is so just, the dynamic example. has
0: changed. So okay, so Joseph, and this is I think is very powerful and where we'll close with this. describe like what the ketamine treatment is. What can somebody expect and like what it's more than just like an infusion. What's the process that you take somebody through? As they're going through the six treatments that you offer for it, what's the
1: process as a whole? What's the process of somebody coming in and getting it? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you have to have, in order for us to do it, you really do need to show that you've tried a couple different, you know, antidepressants over whatever in in order for it to be. Okay. So social proof. Yeah. Right. And then really, you just have to commit to us for about two to three weeks, not full 24 seven you know, but we give you an IV and it lasts for hour, hour and a half, you know, and then maintain your therapy that you already have. We are just here to assist and like tear down walls for you to be able to do it yourself, which kind of goes back to the things before about the people that, you know, every once in a while I still get LinkedIn messages and stuff was that's what I tried to do for them too. Like, I'll never forget one particular lady that I got to have, like, it was a blessing for me to work with her, but she was also the kind of person who never was given that exact chance. Like she was definitely smart enough. She definitely had to drive. She had everything about her, but like life just kind of didn't go her way. And all I wanted to do was give her a shot to prove to herself. And like every once in a while, you got to push them harder than they want to be pushed to prove to them that they can do it. Right, and I love that. I love doing it. It's the same thing with the ketamine. Like all we're doing is taking down walls. Mm -hmm. It's going to be done by yourself. It's Mm going to be done pretty much on your own time. Yep. And just let me help. Yeah. I don't have a specific guideline on how to do it because it's different for everybody. Somebody has a PTSD moment from when they're 14 years old or something that they need to get through. And it's so buried deep down in there. Subconsciously, that you don't even know what it is, you know. True. And so it, it comes out, or you focus on one particular thing that you know you need to get get through. I don't know. Like we don't have so a clear cut. It's so so clear that's a
0: question for you too, Joseph. Like, so how would you get somebody through that deep PTSD situation? You know, if they are going through it alone, do you have any recommendation on that?
1: I listen to them. Yeah. I tell them you are not alone. And that's it, you know, everybody is so scared of being demonized or shamed or, you know, if they come out thinking this one thing, then there's a very small amount of people that have an extremely loud voice that are pushing their narrative or their whatever on to, honestly, the masses right. but, and to make us feel like we're on an island, we're individualized, we're this and that, whatever, they've done it and all I want to do, like, come be part of my community. Right. That's it. You don't have to be alone. Right. And there are times, you know, that they're going through some of that ketamine, you know, and you just need to hold their hand. And they say some really good stuff. There's some really oh, good I'm stuff sure, Oh,
0: I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the choose serum component. But, you know, and I think you mentioned it there too, Joseph, the community. Like, you, they're not alone. You know, you're bringing them into an environment where they can trust others, that they can collaborate their experience with. And so you're bringing these like-minded individuals together. When they never thought that there was anybody out there like that, and don't you find that that's probably the core?
1: It is. It's the absolute core. I have another community that I'm building in here now that is growing. It's growing leaps and bounds, and I, I called it biohacking because I don't know what else to call it. But really, it's just alternative, better, natural health for you. These people are like hacking sleep. Okay, they're they, they want to use turmeric instead of pills. They want to you know those things. And so that is a very large community where everybody thinks they're on an island about because you don't, you know, you you get demonized by people saying, oh, well, why don't you just take an ambient or what? Because I don't want to. The holistic approach. Yeah. Which is the clean, healthy way,
0: as like, as we talked about last time, you know, sugar, you know, somebody starts to go through the sugar component. And if anybody studies it, that's a huge piece of. The health problems that we're having today is just the ability that sugar is kind of running us, and we get addicted to it. It, It's just like anything else, you know. It just kind of gets into our system.
1: Sugar has a physical addiction to the body. It's not just a mental thing where you think you need candy. It creates a physical addiction.
0: Right, right. Where the temptation becomes so big. That yes. you can't that you can't fight. Just like you go through withdrawals from
1: sugar if you quit taking it. It's crazy. Well,
0: yeah, just like any other substance. So the power of that is is huge. Okay, so give us in closing, and there'll be information in the show notes, of course, of course, Joseph. But where can we find you? Tell us the name of the med spa. Give us some details. Right. So it's
1: ion Wellness, A Y A N wellness.com. dot uh, I N stands for gift from God in Sanskrit. Again, the way me and the doc came together was not coincidental, and the way that he wants to view people's health, it's a gift. God gave you this gift, right? It's your life. You protect it. You preserve it, not big pharma, not the bureaucratic hospitals that sit there and tell you that you have to do this. You know, there are better ways for you to take care of yourself, and a lot of it comes down to nutrition. A lot of it comes down to things like that,
0: You know, Joseph, thank you so much. Joseph Reed, engineer, entrepreneur, educator, philanthropist, I mean, dedicated to making a difference. And that could not be more on point of the person that you are. So thank you for your time and consider. I very much appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Now, if this conversation sparks something for you, can you do me a favor? Go to Apple Podcasts and follow the show and leave a review. Your feedback tells other business leaders like you how it's possible for them to have it all too. Next, if you're a leader with a lot on your plate, I created something just for you. It's called the Daily Something. It's a mobile coaching tool designed to help you create the habit of having it all in your business and your life. So you can learn more about it by going to marlohiggins.com clicking on the daily something in the navigation bar.